Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Wildman by Wildman Web Solutions. My name is Miles Bassett. Um, so this show is just supposed to be a Q&A style show answering your questions about uh, business, about technology, about marketing. Uh, supposed to be a pretty uh, casual conversation between uh, my team and with you. So if you have any questions, uh, throw them in the comments here, or you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. With me, I have my partner, Mike Hanna. Good morning. It's still morning. How are you doing, Miles? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? No, I'm I'm great, but I'm working on getting better all the time. Oh, we got our coffee going. That's good. I'm on pot number two. It's so. actually tea. It's it's mate today. Okay, uh, just shame me for my caffeine then. We're lightening it up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, well, I had a fun time at uh, One Million Cups Topeka this morning. I had a good presentation yeah. and met a lot of people over there. So first Top of all, City shout was, out. Top City was happening this morning. Yeah. Virtually uh, so, speaking, of course. <laughs> yeah, first virtual uh, one million cups like that. I think it was uh, it was good. It was a success for sure. So, uh, looking forward to hopefully starting something like that here in Lawrence. Um, so, uh, Mike, before we get some people jumping in here with their questions, um, I know that we've been getting a bunch of questions on a singular topic. So, I want to yes. spend a little bit of time today <laughs> on e-commerce, um, as you guys might. Have guessed a lot of people are getting going with uh, sticking their business online, trying to sell online, um, and just completely switching the the business model into e-commerce mode. And so there's a lot of questions on um, getting started on that, and which tools to use, and how to get going. Uh, so we just wanted to talk on that a little bit. Um, I think to start off, we can just do a, a brief definition. Uh, just what is e-commerce, first of all, because it's kind of a big term that covers a lot, but basically it's just selling things online. That's, that's all you need to know. Selling products and services online, that is e-commerce. There's a lot of different ways to do it through different online shopping centers like Amazon or Google Shopping. Um, you can also use different platforms to set up stores on your own website so that you are the shopping center. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of different social platforms that are kind of moving into the e-commerce space as well. So there's Facebook. Uh, you can just do shopping on e-commerce on Facebook. Um, they now have built in e-commerce into uh, Facebook Messenger and into Instagram. Um, so there's tons of options out there for selling online, but that is uh, the basics of e-commerce. So I know this question, uh, this, this next question would probably have a different answer a couple of weeks ago, but um, let's try to look at it in today's context. Uh, but Mike, who should be using e-commerce? 
Well, yeah, that's that's a good way to set up the question. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess now everybody uh, should be using e-commerce. I mean, we've we've gotten calls from people who I would have never even asked them, you know, <laughs> uh, a few months ago uh, that are now desperate and saying, "I need an e-commerce store for this or that." You know, the the tiniest, the tiniest of of bars and and restaurants and places like that. I mean, everybody is uh, is really seeing the need right now uh for uh, for doing business online and i think that that's going to continue and uh you know now that we've we've had the, the covid 19 shutdown and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of, of course the, the thing now is going to be to watch how much of the consumers behaviors changed and how much are consumers now going to be wanting to continue uh in the, you know this evolving world of e-commerce and are going to be demanding that uh, even the smallest of businesses are able to uh, fulfill that need. And so, yeah, right now it's, um, you know, of course, anybody who's doing curbside, you know, anybody who's open uh, right now, but shortly that's going to be almost everyone, you know, we'll, we'll find out no more hopefully tomorrow here in Kansas on the specifics of, of who's going to be allowed to open up and, and whatnot, but just, you know, taking a generalization of the other places so far and the plans in place, we've seen that the places who are open are, are, are going to be open. Uh, they're going to have strict limits on the number of people that they're going to be allowed to have in their business. Uh, more and more people, and this is something that maybe we can talk about a little more in depth when we get into the actual platforms of e-commerce, but more and more people are, are demanding cashless um, or, you know, uh, ways to do business, even touchless ways to do business where the, you know, the client or the customer and the, the end uh, business person is never even coming to contact with anything. They're not touching, not, I'm not talking about touching each other. I mean, not touching anything, right? And and that is quickly uh, becoming a, a new normal and, and being asked for uh, to be in demand. So I, at this point in time, I would take stock uh, and, and audit every business uh, and see if they need an e-commerce solution or not, uh, which yeah, certainly wasn't the case um, just a few months ago, except for maybe us, us diehards, you know, uh, us true believers, if you will, who have been uh, preaching this gospel for, for years and years and years. But I don't think even, even we saw it uh, accelerating this quickly. You know, it was, we were oh. always kind of saying, hey, you need this because this is, this, this is coming gradually. Uh, well, everyone just got hit over the head with a ton of bricks and it's here and it's not going away as far as I can tell. Yeah. And that's the big thing I wanted to harp on here, you know, before this, uh, epidemic hit, uh, we might've talked about retail spaces that are wanting to expand and reach new audiences or, uh, you know, restaurants that are wanting to start doing delivery or pickup orders or just, add to the convenience of certain uh, of processes, but now we really are talking to everyone as the only way that people can really do business is over the phone and online. And obviously online is the uh, more efficient choice there. Uh, mm -hmm. But moving forward, you're absolutely right. Some of these things are, are really not going to stop. I think some people are looking at this as a, you know, I'm going to set up an online store as a short term holdover while this shutdown is occurring. Um, and then once everything opens up, it's back to normal. But mm -hmm. no, I, I and, don't think so. Now go ahead. Yeah, and I think I th well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there with the word efficiency, <laughs> and 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 that is the key here, and that's why it's not going to go back to, 
normal. You know, people are now being trained and it's been going on long enough that they're starting to form habits and those habits are going to turn into expectations uh, that they have to have this product, this service, whatever it is that we're offering to them faster, more efficient and speed will always win uh, in the end game of consumers. We've seen it time and time and time again. They always choose speed almost ever and efficiency almost ever, almost over everything. And so that's why uh, picking up the phone, which was becoming outdated, you know, years ago, years before this happened, uh, is now on borderline going to be obsolete. And and so that's that's really interesting. Uh, I think maybe one counter trend that we've seen from this which I don't know, I don't think that this will stick around as long. Uh, but there's some interesting data being put out now about how many more people are back on using their desktop since the shutdown has happened. And, you know, we've talked about this forever. You know, it's not mobile first anymore. It's going to, it's soon mobile only. And that was actually one small trend that kind of reversed back because people obviously aren't being mobile right now. And so it's not as big of a need to use their mobile devices. They want the larger screen. They want their, you know, uh, audio setup, you know, their speaker setup and things like that. Uh, and so that'll be an interesting trend to see how quickly that, I mean, I think that will, as soon as people start moving back and forth, I think that one's going to be a lot different than the e-commerce trend. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to get, I think we, a lot we don't of need to, are, are we can working. stay on topic here, but I thought that was interesting data that recently came out. Yeah. People are working at home. They're working on their desktops and then they have all of those apps right here, right in their screen versus, you know, reaching over here to grab their phone mm -hmm. and do their shopping or whatever. So a lot of the things that were being done primarily on mobile devices are now kind of shifting over back into their work computers, their laptops, their desktop computers. Uh, but yeah, I think once people get out and get going, they go back to work like normal. We're going to see that one mm -hmm. kind of back up a little bit uh, and, and go back but, to a mobile first type uh, of environment. And going to mobile only. But and one quick tactical point there that we can drop in for people real quick is that if you are doing Facebook ads uh, or whatever platform, which you should be right now, uh, because it's a great, great opportunity. Uh, a lot of our campaigns, you know, some of us have shifted, you know, to only going mobile and only talking to people on their mobile devices for now, at least switch them back and, and utilize uh, desktop and mobile uh, when you're trying to get your message out to people. So yeah, that is one of the tactical benefits there. Of, mm -hmm. uh, of social media marketing, digital marketing is that you can make those pivots real quickly 100%. Uh, versus, you know, traditional marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so let's move on into uh some more like how to some more concrete stuff here um you know we've talked about uh, what e-commerce is and who should be looking at this and a little bit as to as to why why you should be looking at doing this if people didn't know already um but actually getting going on this how to get started uh, like i said earlier there's a bunch of different ways that you can start enacting e-commerce uh, strategies you can start selling on different online platforms existing online platforms you can uh, go to one of the uh, e-commerce services and set up a shop on your own website. Um, or you can leverage any of the other tools on social uh, platforms to start trying to sell there. Ideally, you're using all of those things, putting your tentacles out everywhere and selling to everyone on every platform. But if you're just get, getting going, uh, Baby Steps is good. 
um, I would suggest probably the first thing to do if you're looking at getting started on um, selling online is to get some sort of payment processing put uh, put together. I know there's a lot of businesses out there that haven't been taking online payments. They just have their in-store point of sale system or they take cash or whatever. Um, and they might not even have a way to accept payments online. And no matter what you're doing, selling on Facebook, selling on your own platform, selling on Amazon or whatever, you're probably going to need uh, some sort of online payment processor, get a get a PayPal account, get a Square account, get a Stripe account, uh, authorized.net account, or anything like that. Um, that's it's probably going to be a, a quick, easy way to get going and something that you're going to have to do regardless when selling online. Past that, uh, I guess you just have to start uh, figuring out where you're going to sell. So. Um, if you are a retail space, you've got your own in-house products um, and you want to start looking at some larger online marketplaces like starting to uh, sell on Amazon or eBay or Google Shopping or something like that, um, that can be a little bit of a, a little bit of a process getting that set up um, and getting your fulfillment uh, methods set up, uh, getting your store set up on there. Uh, so get going like that needs to be happening yesterday. Uh, don't you agree, Mike? I mean, this is a little oh, bit of a yeah. process for people. There will be a couple of bumps along the way. You have to figure it out, especially if you're not super tech savvy or not used to doing this already. It's going to take a second. So go ahead and get that process going, get that ball rolling if mm -hmm. you're even considering starting to do that. Yes, as, um, as someone who's done an e-commerce store from scratch before uh, that, that had no previous experience, I, I'll tell you, yeah, there's a few more steps than you think. <laughs> but we got through it and it was it worked out great right right <laughs> um, so maybe on the other side if you are uh, sort of a smaller uh, company or a, a craftsman or something like that there are some platforms out there that kind of have all this stuff done for you on uh, you know Facebook shopping or maybe looking at Etsy or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty easy, simple setup process at the very beginning. You can start selling right away. So that can be a pretty good way to just get things going and uh, sort of dip your toe in the e-commerce waters here and see what you think. Yeah. Uh, but probably the best, most comprehensive way to get going on e-commerce is to pick an e-commerce platform get that set up on your website, get that hooked up with your payment processor, with your bank, and start accepting orders directly on your website. Uh, there's a bunch of different products out there. You've probably heard of uh, things like WooCommerce for uh, WordPress or Shopify. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my job right if I didn't plug our own e-commerce solution in here. We have the Wildman Store e-commerce solution to plug into existing websites. Um, but do a little bit of research and figure out what one is going to be best for you. They've all got their their pros and their cons, their uh, benefits and their downfalls. So start off with a little bit of research. There'll probably be uh, a little bit of a fee associated with that, um, potentially a, a small startup fee uh, and most likely an ongoing subscription to the platform uh, type fee. But typically those are, those are pretty low uh, relative to what you're going to be selling on there. Uh, but again, that is a little bit of a process to get it set up uh, and get it going for you. So get that going now. Mm -hmm. If you're even thinking about doing e-commerce, start the ball rolling on that. 
Uh, do you have anything that you want to jump in there and uh, and say, Mike? Uh, no, it, you know, just also, you know, it, as you're doing that process, I mean, I think you handled the process of actually setting up the store properly. Uh, but I wouldn't be doing my job, I guess, if I didn't say, you know, it, in this, in this process of setting up a store, you also need on the other hand to be setting up how you're going to be getting traffic to that store. You know, so many people, they are focused on, Oh, I got to get the store up and to get the store up, got to get the store up and then it's up and it's tumbleweeds. Right? right. So we have to have a plan in place of how we're going to drive traffic to that store, how we're going to retarget that traffic that gets to the store and ultimately get them con to convert and then increase our conversion rate compared to our ad spend rate. And that is the real secret to uh, the, the sauce there in terms of the world of e-commerce. Uh, anyone can set up a, a store, you know, go on Shopify or whatever and, and get it done in, in a day or two. But what is your, going to be your strategy to actually get traffic to that store and then even better yet, increase your conversion rate and, and uh, increase your return on investment? Yeah, so um, I actually kind of wanted to harp on that a little bit, uh, go a little bit further into marketing e-commerce stores. So, um, you know, I just went through how to get something set up but you're right you know there's a little bit more that you need to do do you recommend um you know right off the bat starting doing some kind of marketing and and pushing people to that store uh and if so what things do people need to know about before pulling the trigger mm -hmm. on this yeah well i hopefully you know they've they've done some market research with but let's just pretend like we're starting with a, a blank slate here start from scratch right uh you know, a couple of key things is, you know, obviously we got to know our numbers. You know, we've we've got to have a deep dive on what's our wholesale cost, what's our retail cost, and in that profit margin, what is a realistic cost of acquisition for each customer? And if we don't know that going into start, you know, setting up our, our plan, we're really just kind of going in blind. So so that's the first step is you got to get those numbers down. And then you have to figure out, okay, what's going to be the most realistic way for me to hit that cost per acquisition number, uh, you know, and, and, and at that point in time, it's really a custom-based decision. It's hard for me to generalize, but if you're doing B2C, you know, maybe that's a Facebook campaign. If you're in B2B space, maybe it's LinkedIn, uh, but you have to know uh, who your targeting consumer is and then what is the best platform for me to reach those people to get their attention uh, at the cheapest rate that's going to get me the best return on my ad spend. And uh, after we have that plan in place, then it probably going to have to start out doing a lot of testing. Uh, like I said, if you haven't already done your market research uh, and, and good thing news is that on social media these days, that's relatively easy to do. It's relatively easy to get uh, feedback and responses quickly uh, and efficiently from people from doing simple marketing campaigns and then keep optimizing it and, and scaling it up once you find the things that work. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a process and it's definitely the the area that I think people need to spend a whole lot more time on it if they want to get uh, success faster in the e-commerce game. Gotcha. So uh, for anyone that's just joining or if this is your first time checking it out, this is Ask Wildman. It's supposed to be a Q&A style show uh, just for you to answer your questions about business, uh, marketing, technology. Um, pretty much anything that uh anything you want to know we'll, we'll do our best to get your questions here so throw your questions in the comments anything you want us to address uh if you want to ask about 
websites or digital marketing or design or uh, right now we're talking about e-commerce so if you have anything on that throw it in the comments or you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com i've got that address uh right here below me so uh email us on that um, or follow us at wildmanweb this is a weekly show so uh, join us next week, uh, Wednesday at 11, and we'll be back here. Uh, so moving on, um, there's another note I kind of wanted to hit. It's still on uh, e-commerce, so don't worry, we're not leaving that. But a couple of people have been asking us, since this is a service that we do offer, uh, where mobile apps play into this uh, and where they play into this new uh, the new reality we're all living in and this e-commerce heavy world. Um, so who should be looking at getting a mobile app? Who should we be talking to about uh, about starting on the mobile app journey? Well, <laughs> I might have to repeat my answer from who should be looking at e-commerce. <laughs> you know, at this point, everybody, right? I mean, uh, again, definitely wouldn't have said that probably a few months ago, but with the with the need for people to, uh, to have instant communication with their clients for, and when people, especially when people go back to being mobile, uh, more, uh, a mobile app is going to be so essential. And the cost factor of getting one now is really in the ballpark of, I want to say almost every small business, you know, uh, which certainly wasn't the case before. And it's certainly not the case with all apps and all platforms, but you know, that's something that we've really strived to do at Wildman is make this technology available to people who are even just you know small mom and pop shops and, and tiny operations and and so you know going back to something that we talked about at the beginning about e-commerce you know this is where I, I really see uh, small businesses being able to utilize uh, touchless commerce and being able to offer their products and service to people whether it's simple as picking up at a restaurant or you know, ordering from a manufacturer to be it all being done without ever having to touch somebody uh, on your mobile device and having your e-commerce store embedded in your mobile platform. And so not only are you giving them the ease and the convenience of being able to use your products and services and purchase your products and services, but you're also combining that with all the marketing tools that go along with having your own app, everything from the branding aspect to it down to a rewards program, you know, I mean, it really runs the gamut, and that's something that certainly within the last few years has only been uh, uh, financially feasible, and technology, you know, and the technology has been there to uh, to make it financially feasible for the small business owner. So, who should be looking at getting apps right now? Almost everybody uh, that I can think of, unless you're in such a serviced such a service-based business where really the only the only way that you can do that is uh you know face-to-face face-to-face as as we're doing right now uh whether virtually or in person you know i'm, I'm thinking about maybe um uh you know someone who works with uh, kids counseling or something like that but even then i could come up with ways and reasons that you could put your content into an app and have programs and videos and PDFs and things like that uh, for your clients to use when they can't get that one-on-one -on -one time with you. So uh, yeah. it's, it's really across the gamut right now, Miles. I think I want to uh, go a little further into you know, the benefits of having a mobile app versus 
um, you know, just having a website, even if it is a, a mobile responsive website, works out there, um, and and using that in conjunction with an e-commerce platform. Uh, a mobile app is a great way to stay top of mind. Uh, if you get someone to download your mobile app and you, they have it right there on their phone, it's right there on their home screen, then you don't even have to worry about uh, about marketing. You don't have to worry about SEO. You don't have to worry about people going to the search engine and um, searching for you or searching for your industry and seeing you in a list of all of your competitors. Right. There's just one button directly to you and your products and your services. It's uh, also tying back to what you were saying earlier, it's efficient, it's convenient, um, and and people will make decisions based on convenience a lot. So having totally. that button that just goes directly to you, to your products and services in their pockets at all times um, increases the chance that they're going to go to you versus going to your competitors. So that gets you really, really uh, loyal customers. Yeah, um, we, we call it skipping the search. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And and I, I use the example all the time when we're talking to clients of the hotels.com app. You know, mm -hmm. I downloaded that app years ago and I I can think maybe only a handful of times and it was probably because it was like a conference or something, you know, and so I was having to go through their portal to book the room to get the the block discount that I've booked a hotel room without using that app because it, it's it's what you said, it's the convenience factor. Uh, they do a good job. They, you know, they get the, the services provided that I want and it's, it's easier than getting on Google and searching or going to a bigger aggregate website and, and sifting through it. So it's, um, it, it's what the consumer wants. And at this point, it's what they're going to start expecting from even the smallest businesses. Yeah. So ultra convenient, uh, it's right there in their pocket and that gives another added benefit to mobile apps that you don't have. Uh, on on websites or something like that or different platforms, uh, you have a direct line directly to your customer's pocket. Mm -hmm. um, so through push notifications, you can send out messages directly to specific groups of people, uh, to particular users, even I mean individuals. You can send out these uh, messages, offers, uh, you know whatever it is. Your communication isn't just going out into the ether. Uh, you're not just posting on a, a social media platform and hoping that your following sees it and engages with it. You're sending something directly to someone's pocket, directly to someone's hand, uh, to that thing that is within arm's reach of them 90% of the day. Um, so that kind of closeness, that kind of intimate, direct communication really just isn't seen anywhere else in digital marketing. It is it is the ultimate as far as uh, communicating directly to your customer. And in a time when we can't have face-to-face -face contact and there is no direct communication, um, that tool and that ability is more valuable than ever. And all of that ties directly back into your, uh, your, your e-commerce solution. If you have it in your, um, in your app, then your store is directly in their pocket. All of your products, all of your services are right there in the palm mm -hmm. of their hand. You can communicate directly to them, give an individual an exact offer, sale, or pitch, push notification, they open it up. It goes directly into your app, bypassing not only the search, but their entire home screen. 
um, and goes directly to your e-commerce page in your app. It, it doesn't get more direct, more yeah. efficient, and more convenient than that. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year, you're always yep. open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big win too. We should have hit mm -hmm. that on the e-commerce conversation. Um, <laughs> right? yeah, <laughs> there's there no opening go. hours. People can make, yeah. can make purchases at three o'clock in the morning if they want mm -hmm. to. And they can make these purchases anywhere they want from the comfort of their own home or across the country. Uh, you are always open. So it takes a lot of the limitations and the difficulties out of, you know, your brick and mortar shop. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, mobile apps here, uh, kind of following the same trajectory here. Um, how do you get started on that? So maybe we just talked about mobile apps, someone's really interested, uh, they like the idea, but getting going on something like developing a mobile app can be a little bit daunting. So mm -hmm. um, mobile apps can be kind of difficult. Uh, there are multiple platforms to publish out to. You're publishing out to iOS for Apple devices or um, going out to Android. Uh, so you have to make a completely different app for each of those platforms. They have different publication processes. They're built on uh, different technologies with different languages. Um, so if you maybe have a little bit of development experience or you know a developer, they may or may not be able to complete a project in both of those verticals. Um, so most likely you're going to have to talk with an agency at this point. You're going to have to talk with some uh, with mobile app developers and get this done professionally. Um, so there, there's a lot of different options there. Um, obviously, we do provide mobile app development services, uh, but there's a lot of people out there that, that do that. So uh, as always, I feel like I say this every every week, but do your research, figure out what the best path is forward for you and for your business. Uh, mm -hmm. There's always different pros and cons, ups and downs with working with anyone um, in any vertical. So uh, start with a little bit of research for sure. Um, have a plan once you get going into this whole thing of what you want apps, you want what you want your app to look like, what you want it to do, how you want it to work. Um, maybe download some other apps in a similar industry. If you're a restaurant, download an app of of your competitor or of a, a larger player in your space and see what you like and what you don't. Uh, because just like websites and uh, just like any aspect of marketing, there's there's a ton of ways to do this. Um, tons of different options out there from design all the way down to the functionality of the thing. So um, it's always better to come in with an idea uh, when, you know, you're talking to developers like me or to an agency like, like us, it's always better when someone comes in with at least a general idea of what they're looking for. Uh, so we can point them in the right direction and uh, we can get things started quicker. Um, Miles, maybe maybe explain yeah. to the folks the difference between a a, a full mobile application and a, a a progressive web app. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do uh, one more there and throw in responsive websites. Um, there you go. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of the continuum from one end all the way to the other. So on one side, you've got websites that are responsive or mobile friendly, or you know, there's a ton of different terms that mean the same thing basically it's going to pop up on your phone and it's going to look good there not just like a mini version of what it looks like on a larger screen on a desktop so there's a mobile version of the website um, or the the 
elements of the website are responsive, so they change size, shape, and position to display properly on a mobile site or on a mobile device. So those things are highly beneficial to have. You absolutely should have it. If your website is not mobile responsive, you need to be looking into doing that. Um, but it doesn't have some of the benefits of the mobile app like we were talking about. Um, so a mobile app is a native piece of software. It's actually downloaded onto the device, onto your phone, onto your tablet. It lives there, not on the internet. Um, and therefore, it can leverage certain uh, processes and functionalities of the device itself so a mobile app can um, you know easily access hardware on the on the on the phone it can access uh, you know GPS locations it can access your your contacts or other apps in the phone so it can grab emails or interact with social uh, accounts social media accounts it can utilize your camera on there if you want to build that into the app Whatever it is, you can utilize native functionality of the device, um, and it also utilizes native processing. So it's, it doesn't use the internet um, or your internet connection in order to process things and, and display things. It's using the phone itself. That means you can get faster processing time and you can do some more advanced uh, processing, some more advanced decision making on the phone itself uh, that would maybe slow down a website or take a long time on a website uh, if someone doesn't have a great connection. And then halfway in between those two things, you get a PWA or a progressive web app. This does live on the internet like a website, um, but it displays itself like a mobile app. So it's basically a website dressed up as an app. Um, these can be highly advantageous in that they display really well on phones. They can act like a mobile app in that, you know, you can have a, a icon on your home screen that opens up directly to it. They don't have to go through their, their browser in order to get to it. So as far as the user is concerned, it looks like a true native mobile app. Um, it can access some of the local processing or local hardware on the device like a mobile app can. Um, but it has um, advanced display features and it can look and feel like a mobile app. Um, advantages here is that they're, they're quicker and easier to develop than a, uh, a native app because they're using web technologies. Uh, web developers that know basic uh, web technologies, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, etc., can work on these and can edit these. Um, so they're just a little bit quicker, easier, and therefore cheaper to uh, get developed and published. Um, but they can kind of be that placeholder for uh, for mobile apps. And technology around these things are, are changing all the time. So for example, on certain platforms with certain PWAs, you may be able to access some native functions like push notifications. Um, so you know, people are working on these all the time. It's kind of an up, up and coming technology. So I see these things, um, you know, changing and improving all the time. And it could, there could be a time. I'm not making a prediction here or anything, but there could be a time where PWAs really move into the space of uh, of native apps, simply because you don't have to go through Apple, you don't have to go through Google. They don't have those gatekeepers because you're just putting this thing out on the internet. Hmm. So the publication process is super easy. There's no major restrictions being put forward by Apple or um, anything, so you can publish things faster. Um, you can make changes faster, updates faster. 
um, I, I could see that definitely becoming a bigger and bigger thing in years to come. Yeah. And, and the affordability of it uh, makes Absolutely. a PWA available to anybody. Mm -hmm. Literally the, the smallest mom and pop shop could, could get one of those. So I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people even realize that they're out there uh, or, or there'd be more people using them already. Uh, it's a lesser known thing. And like mm -hmm. I said, on the user's end, it just looks like an app. Right. So unless you've, you own a business and you've looked into doing this and, and you've uh, talked to someone like us that develops PWAs, then yeah, it's entirely possible. You've never even heard of this. Yeah. You could have a PWA on, PWA on your phone right now and you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. I'm gonna check. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe just one other thing to to throw in here, you know, kind of dovetailing back in, into the whole e-commerce uh, and, and how the mobile apps tie into that too. Uh, uh, you know, the biggest thing that's gonna make somebody success. You know, these these are all just tools, right? And but you you need to have them. Uh, you know, like we talked about, no matter what size business you are, you need to have an e-commerce store and you probably need to be looking in, into having a mobile app. Uh, but, you know, the, the success var variation uh, from one business to another is going to be the same as anything else. It's going to be how tight is your marketing bridge? You know, how tight are the things that you say the to the customer to expect that actually get delivered? And what is your content pillar in order to get people interested in the first place? To doing business with you and and so those are those are two just kind of big picture things to keep in mind um, as you're as you're exploring hey maybe we need to invest some money in an e-commerce store or a mobile app okay but also don't forget that you need to invest some time and some money into making these tools really work for you and so that means tightening up your the internal and external you know areas of your of your uh, marketing bridge in your business and really getting your, your content game together. And so you can efficiently deliver marketing content to people and, and get that cost of acquisition down as low as you can and build traffic to your e-commerce store and your mobile apps. Awesome. Well, that's a good uh, big picture note to end on, I think. We're coming up on time here. So uh, again, this is Ask Wildman, a weekly Q&A show just for you. We're trying to answer questions about marketing, technology, business. Uh, if you just want to ask us how our day is going, you can jump in here in the comments. Uh, throw your questions in the comments or email us um, at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I've got that email up on the screen now. Uh, we'll try to address all your questions. Again, this is weekly, so we'll be back next Wednesday at 11. Mike Hanna, thank you very much. Thanks, Miles. Everybody have a good day out there and stay positive. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>